OCD Bunk podcast. If you're new here, my name is Jenny. Glad you could join us today. I do podcasts about mental health recovery and, you know, how to overcome different struggles, specifically with OCD and OCD recovery. And I try to just kind of talk about how my recovery journey has gone and tips and tricks I've learned along the way for how to still live a fulfilling life, even if you do struggle with OCD. Now, this is my second car chat, technically second and a half if you want to count the other day when I tried to record this, but on a different mic, so it turned out like the audio quality was extremely poor. So I'm trying this again, see if it works better. I really enjoyed the first car chat. I felt like it was just pretty natural, and so I'm going to try it again. So today what I want to talk about is routines and how important I have found routines for myself and how important I've seen routines for other people. How important I've seen them be for other people. That sounds better. Okay, so one thing that I was realizing the other day is that whether or not you think you have a routine, you do. And that's just because humans are creatures of habit. We're going to fall into these routines, whether we consciously create them or whether it's just something that we fall back on. And they can be very good. They could also be very bad. And so to be proactive and create a routine that is beneficial for your life is something that I've found to be very empowering and helpful, especially when you already are going through a lot of different events that add stress to your day and to your life. It's very helpful to have a good routine set in place where you don't have to think twice about doing something each day because it's just such a habit. So routines, if it's interesting to me. If you look in nature, just the way that humans were created, um, babies, one of the, one of the things that new parents are told is make sure you give your baby a routine. You know, you make sure they wake up around the same time every morning, they get fed at the same time, they go down for a nap at the same time. They have this structure and it helps them to develop faster. It helps them to be more comfortable because they know their boundaries, especially as they're growing up and they get a little bit older. They know, you know, they know when they're supposed to do things. They know when to expect certain things and it just makes them feel very safe and secure same exact thing for puppies a lot of breeders or um, dog owners will tell you make sure you give your puppy structure and give them a routine because if you don't it's probably going to be a lot harder to train them so like with potty training if a puppy knows every time i wake up i'm going to go outside and go potty then they come to expect that it gets much easier and they just thrive much, much better. And it's the same thing with adults. And just because we don't take naps anymore, even though I wish nap time was still like a regular everyday structured scheduled thing, which, you know, bring back the naps. Let's, let's start a movement, bring back the naps. But, um, even though we're not those babies, those toddlers anymore, routines are super important. So a normal routine without consciously creating one could look something like, you know, 
your alarm goes off in the morning, hit the snooze three times, you roll over, grab your phone, start scrolling for about half an hour, finally get out of bed, kind of lollygag, and you get out the door with barely any time to spare, so you're stressing out, you're struggling, and then you get to work, and since you didn't really make your morning active, you didn't really do the things that you needed to do, you already feel behind, your day's not going to go well, you're going to try to catch up later in the day, maybe, if you have enough energy. You might stay up late trying to catch up, and what's going to happen? That cycle's going to continue, and you're going to continue to struggle. But if you start to create routines for yourself that are going to be more healthy for you, you're going to see a huge change. So for me, it's really, really important for me to have a workout in my day. The reason I'm saying this is because, not because I've always done it, but because for a while I haven't done it. And I realized how damaging that is for me. And then I went back to working out again and I realized how much it helped me. And working out, I'm not saying that you have to go work out for an hour, go lift weights at the gym. I personally, I hate gyms. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. The only gym I've ever been to was a rock climbing gym. It was amazing. I love rock climbing gyms. The other gyms, they super mega intimidate me. All of the equipment and all of the people, I just rather do my own thing. But for example, the other day I was super busy, but I wanted to start my day off being active. I went outside for literally 10 minutes. I went for a walk and I know that's not really a workout, but that sets you up for, you know, at least for me, if I start my day more active, it encourages me to be more active throughout the whole day. So I think that for myself, having that structure is really important. So I've found that it's very easy for me to fall into this bad routine, this bad habit of waking up, wasting time, getting, you know, setting off for work late. And then because of that, I end my work day later, don't have time in the evening, get to bed late. And it's just this spiral. It's, it's just this catch 22 where you can't get out of it. Um, so it's, it's very important to be proactive. And I know I've talked about this before. Being proactive in your recovery is going to make a world of difference. I have seen people who were being reactive in their, in their recovery, in their ERP treatment, going from reactive to proactive, and they literally changed into a different person. So what do I mean by reactive and proactive? It's pretty simple. So say that winter's coming up, right? And you um, you know that you need winter tires, but you're like, uh, I'll worry about it later. I'll worry about it later. So you kind of put it off. You don't really think about it until you forget. Because, you know, it's been a pretty mild winter so far, and all of a sudden, boom, a huge blizzard hits. And suddenly there's a foot of snow and you have to drive in that. And because your tires are so bad, you kind of lose control. You, you skid a little bit and then you get into a little crash. And suddenly not only do you need, you need to change your tires, but you also need to fix other parts of your car and there's extra damage. That would be reactive. You change your tires either way, but look how much damage came because of that, right? 
not only can you not use your summer tires again because they're like damaged now, but you also needed to have the inconvenience of being stranded on the side of the road, paying a ton of extra money to tow your car and a ton of extra money to fix extra parts that weren't broken, wouldn't be broken in the first place if you had just, you know, changed out the tires when you were supposed to. Same exact thing with being reactive versus proactive in treatment. Reactive in OCD treatment would be waking up and saying, yeah, I know I'm gonna, you know, I know OCD is gonna come bug me today, but I'm just gonna wait for it to happen and kind of tackle it then, it's fine. Well, suddenly you're going about your day, you kind of forget about it maybe, and you get hit with this like really bad intrusive thought and it just hits you out of the blue so hard that you just spiral and then it's just so bad and it just compounds the issue and suddenly you're like instead of two steps forward one step back you're like 10 steps back from where you were yesterday because OCD just caught you off guard whereas being proactive would be waking up in the morning saying okay my therapist gave me these four exposures to work on this week. I want to be accountable to that and be proud of the fact that I've worked on these. So today I'm going to focus on these two and write them down, plan it out and plan out when you're going to do those exposures, how you're going to do those exposures and then follow through and then write out how it went. And that way you take the OCD's powers away from it because you say, oh yeah, I knew, I knew you were coming. So I already dealt with it before. And you know, you knew the blizzard was coming eventually, and instead of waiting for it to hit, you put your snow tires on early. So as soon as the blizzard hit, you were fine, you actually made progress, you got to work safely, and you can still use your summer tires later. I know it might be kind of a dumb analogy, but <laughs> I live in Colorado. I love the snow. I'm super excited for winter, so Anytime I get to talk about snow is a happy day. <laughs> so being proactive is super important. And I think that one of the main ways that we can be proactive is to build that into our routine. So instead of waking up, hitting the snooze, scrolling on your phone, and then dawdling out of bed, wake up, get out of bed. Don't even grab your phone yet. Get out of bed before you unlock your phone at all. And then, you know, go on a 10 minute walk, drink some water, look at the exposures you need to do for that day, plan out things that you want to do and things that you need to do. And one thing that my therapist said before that's been really helpful for me is, you know, when there are those like really hard um, tasks that you need to do in a day. So say you have like five tasks you need to do in a day but one of them is like super intimidating because you know it's going to take a while or it's going to be kind of complicated. You're not looking forward to it. So you keep putting it off. My mom refers to that as the ugly grain frog. <laughs> I love her. So she'll say, oh man, yeah. She'll Sometimes she'll text me or whatever and say, hey Jenny, I finished my frog today. And she's super happy because she got it out of the way. Well, my therapist explained it this way. He doesn't use the term ugly green frog, but I love it. So I'm going to. If you have a frog that you need to knock out that day instead of sitting there and trying to convince yourself that you want to do it I know a lot of people say get that done first get it out of the way and then 
everything after that in that day will be a breeze. My therapist said, no, don't do that because it sounds great. And if that happens, that's amazing. But for people with OCD, it's going to be so overwhelming. And the anticipatory anxiety that is pent up within you is just going to force you to like procrastinate, put it off, put it off, and maybe even do like some compulsions and stuff because you're so nervous to do this ugly green frog task that you keep putting it off. You're wasting time. And before you know it, instead of doing the frog and a ton of other things, you literally do nothing that day. You just waste time. So what he said is, instead of trying to convince yourself that you want to do this task or that you're ready to do it, tell yourself, I know I don't want to do this, but I know that I need to. So I'm going to put a timer on. I'm going to do something that I enjoy for a set amount of time, not too long, maybe 15 minutes. And then I'm going to knock out my frog. And so maybe you wake up in the morning, you get ready. um, And then you say, okay, I'm gonna have 15 minutes to relax, to do something fun, to do something I like. Once that 15 minutes is over, I'm going to hold myself accountable. I know I'm not going to want to do it. I don't want to do it now. I know these 15 minutes of relaxation aren't going to hype me up to want to do it, but I'm going to just get started. In 15 minutes, I'm just going to get started. And the starting is like 99%. At least for me, a lot of times I just work it up in my head so much that by the time I actually start the big scary frog task, I'm like, man, this is not that bad. And often it ends up being easier than other tasks on my list that I thought were going to be easy. So do that. Don't try to convince yourself that you want to do it because you're not going to want to do it. But accept the fact that you hate it. You're going to give yourself a little time to work up to it. And then you're going to do it. And then once you do that, you kind of have momentum and you have one thing done in your day and then you can use that momentum to continue to knock out other tasks for your day. So building that into your routine can be super, super important. And it's not gonna be easy at first. Routines are hard. And if you think about it, habits, like I said, you you have a routine, whether it's good or bad. You probably have a routine right now, whether you realize it or not. And so breaking that old routine and creating a new one is going to be hard work. And it's not going to be easy at first. It's not going to come naturally because your brain is naturally going to go back to what it's used to. So you have to form those habits and build that structure until it becomes more, until it becomes more automatic and more second nature. But the more you do that, the easier it's going to become. And you're going to notice, at least for me, routines are super helpful because when you need them most, it's going to be automatic. So I know that a lot of people, me included, get tempted to think, okay, I'm doing really well in my recovery. My OCD isn't really affecting me. You know, my mood has been really great. I've been, I've had a lot of energy. I feel amazing. So maybe I don't need to, you know, have my routine so much, or maybe I don't need to focus on recovery so much or fill in the blank, take my meds, whatever it is, right? Those are exactly the times that you need to continue doing what you found has worked for you because I guarantee you that there's going to be a point in your life where you slip back, even if it's just a little bit, because stressors throughout life can kind of push us back in our recovery, which is totally normal. It's super normal. I think those are actually important because those little lapses, those little fallbacks teach us how to you know, pull ourselves up again. So that even if we have like a really bad relapse one day, we've pulled ourselves out of 
out of our struggles before and we kind of have experience to do it again. But the important thing is when you do have those little struggles, you want to have a routine in place so that you can fall back on it and it's automatic for you. So you're not just flailing around with absolutely nothing and having no clue what to do. So for example, say you realize that you start like really struggling with your OCD, it's starting to bug you more, maybe you have a new like subtype, a new theme that's really been bothering you, but you have your routine. Well, what are you gonna do? You're gonna wake up and say, okay, these are the exposures that my therapist said I had to do this week, so I'm gonna do these two, but hey, I also noticed that this thing came up this week out of the blue, so I'm also going to do this exposure today as well. Just be more proactive, and you already have that routine in place, so it's really a safeguard for you. And it, it's just so helpful and it's so comforting to know because if you do slip back and stumble and you have no routine, that's terrifying because you have, you know, you don't know exactly how, like, you don't know how much you're struggling because you've been ignoring it for so long. You don't know how to pull yourself back up because you have zero structure and you just don't really know where to start and then it gets overwhelming. And then, like I said, that anticipatory anxiety makes you put it off, which makes you get worse before you tackle it right and before you know it you're like you're struggling big time and this is not just for OCD right this is for anything anxiety depression I, I actually think that routines are super super important for people who struggle with depression and here's why with depression when you're really struggling it's hard to get out of bed it's hard to do anything you don't really feel anything right you there's no feelings like the feeling that you feel is nothing. And I think that if someone hasn't struggled with depression, they don't really know the feeling of not only feeling nothing, but feeling like less than nothing. And it's a scary feeling. And it's a it's scary thing to go through. And so a lot of people say, oh, just get yourself out of bed, go be active. How are you expected to do that? Like people can't even start diets and workout regimes when they're not struggling with depression. So how do you expect someone who's in the throes of depression to just prance out of bed and be like, I'm going to go do a workout now and be super motivated when like Carl, you're telling them to do this and you literally can't stick to your workout routine. Like <laughs> it doesn't make sense. But if somebody has struggled with depression and they're doing a little better now, they have a good handle on it. I highly, highly recommend creating a routine for yourself because then what's gonna happen? If you start struggling with your depression again, you already have that routine. So even if you don't feel like it, your body is automatically going to habituate towards getting out of bed, going and doing that workout, even if you're not feeling it at all, even if it doesn't feel like it's helping, even if you know it feels like torture, I'm not saying it's gonna be easy because it's not. It's not gonna suddenly make your depression go away. It's not gonna suddenly make it just all fairies and rose gardens, right? But it's going to make it that much easier to at least initiate getting out of bed. And even if your routine gets you out of bed, instead of without a routine, you would like stay in bed all day. That's a success. So having a routine in place, a healthy routine that's there to help you is just a huge safeguard that is such an important, important part of recovery. And so I've been trying this challenge this week and I'm going to tell you, I'm kind of struggling with it because 
I, like I said, I get really overwhelmed with things and I feel like I need to do it perfectly. If I don't do it perfectly, then why do it at all? So I did really well with this for the first like day and a half. And now that it's Wednesday, I've been kind of struggling, but I need to keep myself accountable. So I have this challenge for you, the routine challenge. And all I want you to do is write out a routine for yourself. Don't, don't be too crazy. Don't make it too hard. Make it doable. Make it something that is actually realistic for you in your life at this time. Um, like, if you haven't worked out for six months, don't put, okay, I'm going to get up and do 500 push-ups and feel amazing and do it under 20 minutes. Like, no, start small, start, you know, simple, but I do want you to push yourself. So if it's super easy to keep this routine, it probably means that you're not challenging yourself enough and you're not growing. So I want it to be hard enough to where you're pushing yourself and you feel like it's an effort, but easy enough so that it's still rewarding and doable. So write down this routine. I don't want you to just think about it. I want you to write it down and for just a, for one week, try to see, is this, is this routine for me? Like, is it making me feel good? Is it helping me? Is it helping my day-to-day -day structure and the outcome of my day? And kind of tweak it and fine tune it for that week. The first week, I want you to try it out, fine tune it. And then the second week, once you have it fine tuned, stick to that routine for one week strictly as much as you can you know if you don't do it perfectly that's great actually if you're like me and you get scared of not doing things perfectly so you put it off literally mess the first day up on purpose because then hey it's not perfect so you can still try you know like my therapist makes me do that a lot where I'm too scared to make a mistake on something. So he makes me start with a mistake so that I'm not so worried about making a mistake the whole time because I know there's already a mistake. Um, which must sound crazy to a lot of people, but if you have OCD, you understand how crazy OCD sounds when you try to explain it out loud. Anyways, um, so stick to that routine for a week, you know, the second week of this challenge. And I want to hear how it went. And next week, because I'm going to be following this routine, I'm going to try and post a podcast. Just, you know, stick to my routine and see how it goes. Because I stuck to it on Monday, and it felt so good. And I stuck to it yesterday. It felt so good until I got in the evening. Um, I ended up staying up later than I was supposed to. And it kind of just fell apart. And so then today I was like, well, it wasn't perfect. So I kind of fell back into that into that thinking but it's okay because it's a it's a work in progress and so long as you're working on it and making effort towards creating that healthy routine that's good it's progress and it's to be commended so i know this might not have been the greatest podcast it might not have been amazing advice it might have been something that you've heard a million times before it might have been something that you don't really care to hear but I found that it's really helped me. I found that it's really hurt me when I haven't stuck to this and when I don't have a routine set out for myself. I found that it's helped a lot of my friends and you know, my, my friends in OCD recovery. And I've just seen what a difference it can make. So I thought I'd share the advice. I thought I'd share a little bit of the, you know, tips and tricks. So I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear how this challenge goes. 
So feel free to email me at ocdbunked at gmail.com or just direct message me on Instagram. I have Instagram account as well. Same, ocdbunked. And if you have any questions, let me know. Feel free to reach out. Like I mentioned in my last episode, I am doing a wow. I am doing a collaboration episode pretty soon with my therapist, Chris Tronson. We do have a date set, but it's going to be like a couple more weeks still. And that podcast should be released maybe in about three weeks, like kind of mid-December-ish, beginning to mid-December, hopefully. We'll see. So we've got that coming down. I know one of our listeners does did have some questions, and I'm holding off for that until I have Chris on the podcast, just because I have my answers I would give, but I also want to hear the answers from a professional, because I think that would help a lot. So I didn't forget, don't worry. I've still been thinking about it, but I really wanted to have him on the podcast for that because I think he had, he would have some amazing insight because a lot of the stuff I know I've learned from him. So stay tuned for that. If you have any podcast ideas, I'd love to hear them. And until next week, good luck on your routines and I hope your week goes great. And if you get snow this week, more than me, invite me over because I want to be there. Okay, see ya.